This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, you're listening to Good Things, the show where we talk to good people who are doing good things. I'm Dashran Johan. Greater Action is a non-profit focused on day-to-day solutions in education, livelihood, and healthcare for all vulnerable communities, especially when it comes to refugees and asylum seekers. So joining me on the show today to talk about this initiative is Julie Das, the co-founder of Greater Action. Welcome to the show, Julie. How are you doing? Thank you for having me tonight. Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you. Yes, so I'm excited to talk to you about this. So let's get right into it. What exactly is Greater Action all about? I know I brought up a couple of line, uh, a one-liner in the introduction, but you can paint a better picture for me. Okay, so uh, first of all, we are a very young social organization and we are 100% volunteer-driven charity, yeah? So we run with zero cost and mm-hmm. we give back 100%. That is really important to me and to us. So Greater Action was founded last March 2020 when the pandemic hit in Malaysia, you know. Um, Our core mission is, like you said, is to improve the lives and the welfare of the refugees who live around us. Um, I don't know if you're aware of it, but there is more than 180,000 asylum seekers and refugees that are registered with the UNHCR. And we at Greater Action, we take care of 250 families. So 90% of them are coming from Afghanistan and 10% are from Myanmar. Mm. Yes. So we, sorry, yeah, we, like you said, we we focus on three key areas. mm -hmm. It's education, livelihood and healthcare. Right. So I'm very curious, um, Julie, what inspired you to start this initiative? Because this is something fairly new, isn't it? Yes. Well, new in Malaysia, but yes. not new for me, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I've been in the humanitarian field for more than yeah 15 years now. So, But my work was mainly with kids and young adults in Calcutta, India, and then in Yangon, in Myanmar. So I was helping to set up educational and vocational training programs. So I experienced, you know, poverty, extreme poverty from actually very close. But I think when I, when I met with the Afghan refugee women, and when I listened to their tragic stories, I really, I can say that I really heard their cry deep inside of me and I knew that I had the power to take action and to help them. That's that's how it started. Mm. Why is this cause so important to you? Because there are, you know, there are loads of people doing various um, social um, causes. They're, they you know, helping different um, initiatives. They're founded. Um, they're fighting for different areas of social justice and whatnot. Uh, why, why refugees? Why is this important to you? Um, I think you see greater action is is about empowerment and mm. sustainability. Yeah, we don't feed the refugees, but rather we we teach them skills and we mm. we empower them. So we create project with them and for them so that they can stand on their feet. And this is actually an amazing journey I've embarked on and it gives me <laughs> a very a lot of, you know, joy and and happiness when I see the woman that I met just like a year and a half ago were in pure distress and today they are 
standing on their feet, they're amazing cooks. They are bakers, they are tailors, or they are volunteering in our maternity or women's project. I mean, it makes me feel so proud of them. You know, they're so resilient and hardworking. I mean, that is really <laughs> something right. very special. Yeah. Certainly. Now, like, as you rightfully um, mentioned, right, what's interesting is that um, Greater Action isn't necessarily a charity organization in the sense that, like you mentioned, y'all don't, um, you know, it's, it, y'all are not focused on feeding the refugees. In fact, the vision of this organization is to create a dynamic workforce um, that is self-sustainable so they can support themselves financially and make a decent living. Um, how do you and your organization push to empower refugee communities? And why is this so important to you, this idea of empowering the refugee community? Yeah, so we what we do is that we identify talents and we create sustainable livelihood projects. So we train them until, you know, they can fly on their own. But we don't push them as such. We offer a platform of opportunities and we encourage them to become volunteer and help the other members of the community. For me, it's it's crucial to empower because it gives them a sense of belonging, gives them a reason to get up in the morning gives them so much of pride in what they do. And you know what? It keeps them from overthinking and and feeling depressed. Mm. Now, many people see refugees and migrants as, you know, especially here in Malaysia, we have this this xenophobia sort of problem where people see the migrants and refugees as, you know, others. You know, they assume they are criminals or they they assume that they're here to steal jobs. But... Talk to me about the realities of the life of a refugee. Yeah, it's it's not that uh, brilliant. I think, you know, here the most important message is that refugees are human beings and they're educated, especially the Afghan community that I know very well. So it's really key to understand that the refugees are people who are, they were forced to flee their country, yeah, because of war or violence or persecution. It is not their choice, you know. So when they come to Malaysia, of course, they feel relieved at first because they, they don't hear any bombing. And But very quickly, there's another reality that kicks in, you know. They can't work legally. They have very limited access to quality healthcare, education. They're at high risk and of arrest and detention. So... After a few months, the saving that they brought from home is dry, and then they face the wall. If they are lucky, maybe they found an informal job as a cleaner or a kitchen helper that will just, you know, keep them above water with a salary of ranging between what eight hundred to thousand two. But if not, if no job, they fall into a deep hole, and until someone picks them up. So, I strongly believe that refugee should get the same rights and the same opportunities like us. Yeah, mm. If we were to grant them this legal right to work, you know, all their problems would be solved and it would have major impacts actually on our economy. So yeah, I'm still hoping that one day this situation changes. Yeah, so we are all hoping the same as well. Yeah. Now, you know, when we, you know, we, we talk about the, the problems that the refugees face, now, how does your organization seek to address these issues faced by the refugee communities? What are the projects that you have running? We have many, <laughs> but we, we, we can't solve all the issues. But I think our strengths, we're very small, you know, so we are very close to them and we listen to their 
ongoing needs. And that's actually how we create projects. So we remain very um, pragmatic, very hands-on. There's no bureaucracy. Uh, actually, we spend most of our time and energy on taking action and looking for solutions. Yeah. So in the educational field, um, because the refugees can't access local schools, so we are partnering with um, Hila. Hila is the learning center in Ampang Bandabaru, and they offer um, quality education to kids who are aged between six to 18 years old. So we, with them, we have a monthly school sponsorship program for families that are really in need and can't pay for their uh, minimal school fees. So that's running since, yeah, since a year plus, and we have already 125 kids that are sponsored. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, that is really amazing. Uh, and those are all individual sponsors. Huh? They are not uh, corporates. Right. Yeah. And then we, we have the Greater Action Academy. So this one is um, online. We're offering online English classes ah. for absolute beginners like we call it abc class to intermediate level and this is for young adults yeah and that program has really it's proven to give them access to to better jobs and they are more confident you know mm -hmm. i wish that one day we're gonna have the same academy but for bahasa so i'm I'm calling for Bahasa Maliu uh, teacher to come forward <laughs> and, <laughs> and help out. Yeah. Um, now in the healthcare area, we run uh, Greater Action Mental Health. This one is unfortunately a booming uh, unit. Uh, you can imagine that <laughs> the pandemic has lasted for a little bit longer than planned. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, 40 women who are experiencing I'd call it like general anxiety and, and depression. Uh, so we provide personal therapies for them and online also group classes. And we teach them techniques, you know, to learn how to deal with their emotion. And for that, we, we have a team of 20 holistic therapists. And newly, we have a group of hypnotherapists. Huh? Yes, uh, they are Malaysian and they are going to help us to deal with uh, deep trauma. And that is something uh, which is unfortunately very needed. So we, we run uh, Greater Action Maternity. Uh, yeah, among the refugees, you have yeah, pregnant women like anywhere else, and they are in distress and they actually need more support than anyone else. So we support 20 women. Um, we've helped them with, um, with their delivery charges and they receive uh, baby material, starts with a baby cot, <laughs> uh, a breastfeeding cushion and bottles uh, after they start breastfeeding. And we have also recently equipped them with the reusable nappies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so we've educated them and convinced them to use those uh, economical reusable nappies. Um, and then our latest project actually is uh, Greater Action Family Health. Oh. Yeah, so here we're collaborating with the local uh, organization and we provide education and services in uh, reproductive and sexual health and we cover their contraception needs. Yeah, so and um, so more recently, we've also launched a greater action vocational training for young men want to become barbers yeah so actually <laughs> this program is very promising and we see a huge potential you just can't imagine uh the demand out there uh for afghan barbers yeah oh, that's interesting yeah so and more interesting is that it's run by an experienced refugee barber who um 
actually wants to give back to the refugee community. So it's they've been getting trained uh, by a refugee and it's for the refugee. And I find the, the concept really uh, even more powerful. Yeah. Certainly. And yeah, the last um, yeah project that we've, we've started is actually to recruit IT experts. Yeah. Because we want to run uh, online courses for digital marketing, uh, you know, website design and e-business. This is still at an early stage and we, we hope to get more support. We would like to do it really professionally. So, but that's, that's the way to go. You know, we, the refugees have to be also uh, in the digitalization uh, wave. <laughs> so, Certainly. yeah. Okay. Another one. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. That's going to be the last one. So it's okay. the, the livelihood. Okay. Ah. Livelihood. So um, we had to create jobs, home-based jobs. Yeah. So we've identified talented men and women uh, and we upskill them or reskill them. And we created three sustainable projects in tailoring, cooking and baking. So today this project uh, is quite big and it contributes uh, to the livelihood of 10 families. And I can tell you that their life been really transformed. They're really, really happy to work. Yes. On the show with me today is Julie Da. She's the co-founder of Greater Action. After the break, I'll be asking her about an art gallery she has coming up. We'll be back with more on Good Things, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Good Things. I'm Dashran Johan. And on the show with me today is Julie Da, the co-founder of Greater Action, a nonprofit focused on day-to-day -day solutions in education, livelihood and healthcare for all vulnerable communities, especially refugees and asylum seekers. So Julie, another thing you've got is uh, coming up is an art gallery, which I'm very excited to talk to you about. It's uh -huh. called the Greater Action Art Gallery. What can we expect from it? Yes, as much as you're excited, I'm very excited too because it's going to be our first ever curated exhibition uh, with over, I think, 70 original art pieces. And it's done by talented and self-taught young artists. Yeah, so, and they are between 13 to 19 years old. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Very yes, cool. it's very, very cool. People, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, it, you know, this exhibition is basically to to allow them to express um, their emotions and to be also exposed to the outside world. Yeah. Uh, you want to know the program or? Yeah, please. Yeah? please. <laughs> okay. When, so when, when is it and, yeah. and what, what can we expect from it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be on 12th and 13th of November. Okay. So over two days, it's a Friday and Saturday uh, from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the East Residence Clubhouse of KLGCC Golf Club. <laughs> yeah, we got these premises offered by them. So we're very grateful for that. Um, we'll, the public will be able to hear some poetry uh, from, uh, from the refugees, their stories, their artistic stories, their inspiration. And we'll have also an auction on, on both the days. And all the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds, will go back to the artist. Mm. Now, a lot of people, Julie, I, I, because, you know, listening to this, right, um, uh, it, it reminds me of what, or, or perhaps a misconception that people have, because a lot of people think, refugees or the refugee communities they're a monolith 
they have, you know, one the, people have this particular idea in mind of what refugees look like, um, what refugees are capable of doing, etc. But refugees fundamentally, they, they are just like the rest of us, right? I mean, in the sense that there are different people capable of doing different things. They are interested in different things. And some of them happen to be incredibly talented artists, for example. Yeah, completely. I mean, I personally, I don't like the word refugees because it, it really it stigmatized them Yeah, so badly. Mm. They're they are displaced people. They've been forced to flee and they are looking for a fresh new start in a in a peaceful country, that's all, where they can work and make a decent living. They're just like, you know, like you and me, but they they carry a heavy load on their shoulders. And actually art for them is an amazing way, you know, to express their, uh, their emotion and to get rid of this trauma and actually to heal themselves, yeah? Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it says that, one must actually suffer to do a great art. And maybe that's why refugees are great artists. <laughs> mm. Now, you know, speaking of these great artists, who are some of these artists uh, that will be showcasing their work on that day? Aha, uh-huh. well, I can't reveal everything. Mm. I have to leave some suspense. But <laughs> sure. okay, there is there is one uh, I'd like to mention because... Um, yeah, she's the one to whom I had promised to have an exhibition one day. And uh-huh. this day is coming soon, yeah? So her name is uh, Laila. She's uh, she's 17 and she she fled by boat from Myanmar uh, when she was eight. And she Actually, when I met her, she was secretly painting because her parents were not really in favor of it, yeah? Okay. And I met her through the school. She was actually an assistant teacher. And I went to her house and I saw her art and I said, oh, Lala, that is beautiful. <laughs> that cannot stay hidden, right? So what I did is I provided her with art material, you know, acrylic, canvas, and so on. Spoke to her mom and uh, the mom said, okay, fine. If Lila is going to paint for you, it's fine. And now if you meet Lila because you're going to come to the exhibition, right? Mm-hmm. You can see how she has blossomed in a, in a mature artist. I mean, she, she tells me about this mode of expression for her. It's, it's freedom when she paints, she feels empowered and she wants to paint the, the beauty of each individual with a strong soul. Yeah. She's very deep, very deep and so talented, really. Uh, I mean, all of them are, but she's the one who, so to say, made it possible because I thought, well, if Lila is existing, there'd be many more like that. And I Mm -hmm. looked for them and I found them. I think that's absolutely fantastic. And I cannot wait to attend the gallery and just, (laughs) you know, have a look at all all their work. It, It really sounds very intriguing. Now, you know, how, you know, this, like you, you mentioned, as we know, a Greater Action is a non-profit, um, art gallery is coming up. How can people support this art gallery and Greater Action in general? Okay, for the art gallery, it's quite straightforward. Just come. Okay. <laughs> come because it's our first exhibition. So join the event. You can register on Facebook, on Instagram. We're following the SOP. So only 25 people are allowed per slot. So uh, join on 12 or 13, then share it with your friends, your loved one. And of course, on that day, the best way to support is to buy an art piece or maybe to put some money in the box to buy the art supplies, you know? That's the best way to help. Um, 
now for the Greater Action Project, um, there are many ways of helping. Mm. Um, yeah, you, you can give a, a monthly donation that will cover different needs. So, for example, it will cover the a child's education or it will cover uh, food provision for a family or uh, the delivery of a baby. You can also support a family with a with a sick uh, family member, you know, so they have medical expenses. Some are suffering from chronic disease as well. Uh, but another way of helping is you can order our traditional Afghan food, you know, mm-hmm. for your parties, for your BFM uh, corporate lunches, <laughs> or for your special occasion. Yeah, um, you can order um, our delicious cookies. We have uh, hot seller is our triple chocolate brownie. Uh, we have other baked goods uh, for English friends. We have lemon curd and caramelized onion chutney. <laughs> <laughs> Are these all cooked by the refugees themselves? Or? Yes, by oh. the refugees in their home. We're actually making a, a short movie to show that we are following the hygienic um, process and that, you know, everything is is, is proper. Some people are uh, reluctant uh, sometimes. They like what they don't know uh, how it's happening behind the curtain. So we're doing that to reassure them that everything is just uh, very, very uh, proper, yeah. And another one is you can, of course, order our tailoring products. So those are quite special and unique because they are made of recycled material. Mm -hmm. So we have bags and cushion covers and quills and, yeah, all kind of gift items. So Diwali is around the corner, so, you know, you can... You can get those unique uh, gifts or you can take our tailoring services if you want to tailor made a shirt or, but one more thing. Yeah. yeah. Actually, without buying anything, without paying any money, what you can do. Yeah. Is you can support us by volunteering your specific skills, you know, or you can hold uh, awareness or fundraising events that doesn't require any money. It's time and your, and your skills. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Julie, before I let you go, before we wrap this conversation up, would you have a final message for us? Yeah, final message. Well, I think that uh, now, yeah, sorry, I'm being a bit dramatic, but more, more than ever, mm-hmm. we, we need to stand with the refugees. Yeah, the world mm-hmm. is, is witnessing a huge number of people who are forced to flee their homes. Yeah, got to remember that to escape the violence, and the persecution and human rights abuses, you know, refugees have left everything behind. Yeah. So I think it's, it's time that really we, we support them and refugee really, they need us more than ever, more than ever. So let's, let's support them. Let's help them. Let's help them indeed. On that note, thank you so much for joining me today, Julie. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Great pleasure. That was Julie Das, co-founder of Greater Action. If you missed any part of the conversation, you can check out the podcast on the BFM app, bfm.my or pretty much wherever you get your podcast from. I'm Dashan Johan and this has been Good Things, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.